Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash bookshow. Then go over to morbidlybeautiful.com as we are now part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcasting Network. It has been established that persons who have recently died have been returning to life and committing acts of murder. Have you checked the children? children. I want to play a game. The box. You opened it. We came. This is the All America Spook Show. Hello, welcome to the latest edition of the All American Spook Show podcast. I'm Josh, and I'm joined here with Donnie. Yo. Will. Hey, hey, hey. And the Professor Smoke. What's up? That's right. For the first time in a while, you heard Will's voice. Hey, hey, hey. He's not just, <laughs> that's not just <laughs> a recording we have of him from the past saying, hey, hey, hey. That's really him. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, shit. Now they're questioning me. <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're finally out of the Spook Show summer disaster. We're, we've finally gotten well past that, and we've already had to suffer through Emmanuel Four. We had to lean on Smoke. To, to rinse that taste out of our mouth. He, he, we let him choose because it was his turn in the rotation. So he's the one that chose this one today. So what film do you bring to us so, to, to get the smell and the taste of Emmanuel Four out of our system? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, well, this this time around, it's uh, Panos Cosmatos' two, 2018 film, Mandy. Yes. But, I mean, like, look, really, honestly, we could have said, like, Almost anything, and it would have been better than what we watched last week, right? But, Will, you never got a chance to watch old Emmanuel Four, did you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why do I sense that you never if, will watch Emmanuel Four? <laughs> Something tells me maybe in my uh, my late teens, maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe for about f- two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> for about four minutes. <laughs> maybe. I'll, I'll tell you right now. I'll just I'll just leave Emmanuel here with this comment. Like if you can if you can uh, find enjoyment in that, then you're a sick sick man. I'll say that. Yeah, it, sh- it shares the uh, the spotlight with some other movies that end in four, like uh, Jaws four and uh, Superman four. Yeah, you're right. There's a pattern there. If it's the fourth, <laughs> the fourth movie, it's probably not going to be all that hot, right? Now, I don't know how much better Emmanuel three would have been. Or, probably not. Much. Or one or two for that matter, but. Hopefully, hopefully we pray to the Lord above. We never have to find out. So next me next week on Crafter Peace, Emmanuel <laughs> won. Well, if you think about like just how bad the Hellraiser franchise is, no, it's, you know. it's worse. Come on, man. <laughs> I, I know nobody's going to compare like you know the fourth sequels to. Uh, like I know the the, Hell, the Hellraiser series. There's a law of diminishing returns going on here. I get it, but it ain't Emmanuel. All right. <laughs> Uh, I think it would be funny to go back and watch all of the Emmanuels. And then when you get back to the fifth one, be like, oh, that's what this was. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, now. You enjoy that. That's a great punishment, by the way. Yeah. That's what you're going to have to do, Will, for your homework for, you know, for all the times you've missed over over the summer. You're going to have to go watch the Emmanuels. (laughs) (laughs) Watch five minutes of each movie. Yeah. Really, honestly, you could. I mean, forget what you're trying to get out of it, right? Put that to the side. You you get the point pretty quick. <laughs> you know, like you watch the first five <laughs> minutes. Okay, I see it. I, I get it. 
But the plot twist and turns, nope. Anyways, that's. It, I have a feeling we're going to talk about that movie way too much. We've already talked about it enough, and we just can't get enough. <laughs> yeah, of it. it's just going to keep coming up. I don't know why, why, but here we are. But yeah, anyways, no idea. Like we said off the top, we, we're here to talk about Mandy. We we need to get that out because, like I said, anything else would have been better. So you know, I'm glad that you picked a, a halfway decent one. But we'll see what everybody has to say about it at the end, of course. But before we dive into that, I want to remind you to go check out aaspookshow.com. We call that the center of the Spook Show universe. That's where you can literally find our entire podcast archive. Now that's, what, 176 episodes deep before this one. Um, you can go to our YouTube channel, which we have tons of monthly shows that come, you know, that we do over there. Uh, they come out pretty much every week without fail. And uh, we, we kind of switch up with uh, Video Vortex and Grindhouse Gutter and Hammer Horror in Order and traumatic experience. Like there's a little mix every month of those things. So you want to go check out all those cool series that we have going on. And of course, Patreon, patreon.com slash a spook show. Uh, you can also reach that from a spook show.com. That's where we, every month we have crapster piece theater. We do uh, monthly video mini sodes featuring the library, the professor. So lots of stuff going on in all manner of ways in the spook show universe. We're, we're not just a podcast. If you're listening to this for the first time, we appreciate you. But we want to let you know, we are not just a podcast. We've got tons of shit over on YouTube, tons of shit over on Patreon. We encourage you to check out our shit, because our shit smells better than anyone else's shit. <laughs> so I guess without any further buildup, we'll go ahead and toss to the trailer for Mandy.
All right, there you go. That's the trailer for that. So I guess the first question, Will, have you ever seen this one before? Uh, that's a hard no. <laughs> a hard no? Wow. A hard that no, means damn. You, that means you <laughs> actively avoided it? Like you saw it? Like, yeah, I'm not watching No, it. no, no. I just, no, nah, I've never seen it. Okay. Donnie, what about you? I actually, uh, I tried to watch it. Um, it's probably been a couple of years ago, mainly based off a recommendation. So when I say I tried to watch it, my attention span is uh, pretty short. So, uh, yeah, I did, I didn't really make it far, but you know, fully watched it this time and yeah, glad I made it through. Well, we'll see smoke. I obviously you, you recommended it. So I assume you have watched it at least once before, right? Yeah. I think it was, I think this was only the second time. I mean, I've seen some bits and pieces of it after watching it the first time, but I think this is only the second time I've seen it beginning to end. And same for me. I, I watched it probably not too long after it came out. Cause I want to say this came out on shutter pretty quickly. If I recall back then. So this would have been probably either 2018 or 2019. I guess whenever it hit shutter, uh, that's when I watched it. So I had seen it one, but I had, I'd only seen it the one time since then, since that hasn't been that long ago. It has to be something I really, really like to watch it more than once that soon after it came out. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get into our final thoughts on it. You know, at the end, like we always do with the star ratings and all the other, all the other jazz that we say for the end of the program. So we'll leave that there for now. Uh, I guess we'll go ahead and dive into some of the background information so we can get into talking about it proper. Uh, this movie premiered January 19th of 2018 at the Sundance Film Festival, but it was released at least in the U.S. and, and a handful of other countries, September 14th, 2018. Uh, it was produced by SpectreVision, U Media, and XYZ Films, and was distributed by RLJE Films. Uh, this movie is not rated as far as now it did get from what I saw, like a, at least a limited theatrical release, but I guess it was, I'm guessing it must've been one of those, like, uh, what do they call those? The fat, uh, uh, fathom events. Yeah. Maybe, fathom events. Because yeah. it didn't have a yeah. proper rating. So I'm guessing it must've been something like that. Uh, but it did get rated TVMA, you know, at, that was its television rating. So I think this is pretty safe to assume though, that if it had its proper rating, it's rated all right. Yeah. Well, well, or, yeah, or, or even above. I don't know. These days, it's kind of hard to judge. Yeah. <laughs> if it's, you don't, uh, you know, hard R is like a lot more you can get away with now than you could yeah. 10 or 15, 20 years ago or whatever. Yeah, whatever the rating would actually be, it starts at R. How about that? <laughs> it only goes up from there. It ain't going down to PG-13. No. Uh, <laughs> the total runtime is two hours and one minute. That That's kind of silly, isn't it? Like, did they just add one minute to make it two hours and one minute? Whatever. <laughs> Uh, on IMDb, it's listed as action slash fantasy slash horror. It was filmed in uh, parts of Belgium and England from July 10th to August 18th, so roughly a little over a month there in 2017, for a budget of what I could find around $6 million. And it went, only went on to a worldwide gross of $1.6 So, yeah, I'm guessing that's an old Fathom Events release because that's a, a horrible take, right? Uh, I've got the top 10 in the box office though, that weekend that it came out. So this is the weekend of September 14th through the 16th, 2018. And I will start, I'm not going to read all 30, but I'm going to tell you that Mandy was 30th in the box office that week. It only made 225, a little over $225,000 in its opening weekend. And that's the, uh, I assume, yeah, that's the domestic numbers. Uh, but the top 10 that weekend were number 10, um, uh, in its opening weekend, unbroken path to redemption. Never heard of that. Number nine, Mission Impossible Fallout. That's the what fifth, sixth, however many Mission Impossible flicks have been. Uh, that was the one that, prior to the one that just came out, Mission Impossible Fallout. 
number eight, Searching. Number seven, The Meg, which is ironic as well because The Meg 2 just came out this summer too. So <laughs> apparently uh, five years is the uh, the call for the uh, sequels to movies that came out that summer. Number six, one of Donnie's favorites, I'm sure, Peppermint. Uh, number five, Crazy Rich Asians. Number four in its opening weekend, White Boy Rick. <laughs> Something I've heard of that on the periphery, but I've never seen yeah. it. Number three, also in its opening weekend, A Simple Favor. Number two, this is one of uh, Smoke's favorites here. Uh, this is a big one, Smoke. The Nun. It, mm. was, in, it was in its second week. <laughs> <laughs> just just groans. Mm. Like, mm. It was in its second week, so I'm sure this is probably about when you went and saw it, right? Saw The uh, Nun? Yeah. In the theaters, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did see it in the theaters. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So this, you contributed to its totals at least by the second week, probably. <laughs> Unfortunately, I did. Yeah. Uh, and and to the the fact that they're making a the sequel, like, yeah, we'll see what, how that. Comes. We have you to thank or blame. We'll let the <laughs> we'll let the listeners decide. And number one in its opening week, the big winner that week, The Predator. It opened up to twenty four point six million that weekend. So that's what Mandy was up against. Although it probably wasn't really up against any of those, considering it probably played in five theaters in the greater uh, Wisconsin area or something, but there Did you go. turn around and do a quick uh, uh, podcast on that opening weekend. Uh, what, on the predator or just all those movies. Yeah. Predator. Yeah. Oh, you mean right now let's just switch gears instead of talking about man. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the predator. I want to say that we, we like watched it the weekend that it came out and did a podcast. Didn't we? No. Now we watched last year. We watched Prey pretty fast. That was a pretty quick turnaround. I think. Uh, that's what it was. Yeah, when that came out on Hulu. But like, no, we, no. Matter yeah. of fact, we had not. You know, we're about to celebrate our fifth anniversary on Halloween, but we had not quite started yet. This was September of 2018, so this was literally like give or take a month before we started the podcast. Was this particular weekend? So we probably did go see the predator though. Some combination of us. It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if we'd went and saw that back then. And I remember, I recall at least I've probably only seen it the one time since it came out, but I remember at the time kind of liking that one, but I mean, it's, I forget my problem is I forget the name, which one's which now that they don't really have, you know, numbers. Yeah. Predator two, predator. <laughs> it's like yeah. predator, predators, predator. What? Yeah, you're right. Cause I is think that the like, one with the big predator dog alien thing, man, I don't remember. I just remember all I remember is like oh, that wasn't too bad, you know. So maybe that means it probably wasn't that good. Who knows? But anyways, filmed this movie was filmed in digital Panavision widescreen, and that's what gave it its old school feel. So it was shot digitally. Also, uh, Red's you know Nicholas Cage's character was uh, Red. His battle axe that he makes in the movie it was based on the F logo from the uh, heavy metal band Celtic Frost. That's what they yes. uh, based that whole image of that on so that's pretty cool but it was uh written and directed by panos cosmatos uh he may or may not be known from beyond the black rainbow uh he made one of the episodes of guillermo god i always do this every time we say the guy's name (laughs) guillermo del toro's cabinet of curiosities it was the episode called the viewing and the move this movie was also written by aaron stewart on mostly did like music has done music video stuff but he was also a writer on The Witcher Blood Origin, and he's worked with uh, Penos Cosmatos on on one or two other projects as well. So I'm guessing they're partners or have some you know vague partnership there. Uh, it was produced by Nate Bolton, Daniel Noah, Josh C. Waller, and Elijah Wood. That's right, that Elijah Wood, the one from uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, it stars Nicolas Cage as Red Miller. I mean, good Lord, you could go on all day, and we probably need just to have a spook show spotlight on Nicolas Cage as 
just for the pure nuttiness of this dude's career, and he's been up and down and all around, right? He's done it and done it five times. But uh, for our listeners, he may be best known for his roles in Vampire's Kiss, Bringing Out the Dead, and one of Donnie's favorites, The Wicker Man. Jesus. Yep. That. But, I mean, he's got tons of good movies. Those were probably not good examples, but he's got tons of good movies as well. (laughs) It also stars Andrea Riseborough as Mandy Bloom. She may be best known from Birdman, uh, Possessor. She was in Oblivion, so she's had some more recent uh, success, but she's been around for a little while. Uh, Linus Roche as Jeremiah Sand. You might recall seeing him. He's mostly a character actor, smaller roles, but you might recall seeing him in Batman Begins. He played uh, Thomas Wayne, I believe, in Batman Begins. Uh, the Chronicles of Riddick, uh, the movie nonstop. So, uh, you know, he, he's had a fairly successful, like, uh, you know, character acting career there. Uh, Ned Dennehy as Brother Swan. Uh, you may recognize him from Peaky Blinders and uh, the show on uh, Amazon Prime, Good Omens. Uh, also stars Owen Fury. I guess that's how you say her name. Foray. Uh, who cares? Unless you're her. Who cares? As Mother Marlene. <laughs> Our one listener. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> she plays Mother Marlene. She, you may recognize her from, uh, this is one of Smoke's uh, best films from last year. She was in the remake for Netflix from of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know, the ones last year. Oh, yeah. She played Sally yeah, Hart. That, that was so great, I didn't even have to see it. See, there, you go. Yeah. there you go. Uh, ironically, though, she was in a slightly better movie in 2022, and that was The Northman. So I know that was one of your favorites, right? Yes, yeah, that yeah. one. That one I saw a couple of times in a theater. There you go. So, there, you know, it's 50-50, right? It's not her fault Texas Chainsaw Massacre happened again last year. <laughs> she did play Sally Hardesty in that, so, you know, she she revived that character. Uh, it also has Richard Brake as the chemist. It's a small role in the film, but you may recall he's kind of been one of those Rob Zombie guys here lately. He was in 31. He was in 3 from Hell. Uh, one of Donnie's favorites from uh, last year, I believe it was, The Munsters. Tons of other stuff. I mean, the guy's been a character actor for the last 20, 25 years or so. So uh, quite, a, quite a resume. And also Bill Duke as Carruthers. Once again, another small role. Remember, he's the guy in the movie that uh, helps him get his crossbow or whatever. He's in a trailer and kind of supplies him with some information. Uh, you may remember that he was in the original Predator and Commando. Mm-hmm. Oh, have either of y'all seen, are any of y'all seen uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow? In his first movie? No, it seems like I've heard some stuff. I have not. But I, I, I've never sat down and watched it, no. That's the one that introduced me to him. And I, I, I thought about choosing that, but I don't think it's... I think it's maybe not horror enough to... I might have to put it on the cult... On the cult corner wheel. So I don't think I can get away. I have to look at IMDb, see if they categorize it as horror. But I was thinking about choosing that one first. But no, I'm going to go straight to Mandy, because I think it's one that needs... Uh, I think it's one that, y'all, if you haven't seen that one, you would enjoy this more and then go back and then be able to appreciate Beyond the Black Rainbow better that way around, maybe. Mm-hmm. Time for refreshment. Refreshment. For your enjoyment, there's hot, fresh popcorn, tempting, delicious hot dogs, and so many kinds of ice cream. And of course, sparkling, delicious, ice cold Coca Cola for everybody at the refreshment counter now. For you, the listeners of the All American Spook Show podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30 day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. So I, I hopped on over to audible.com. I typed in Mandy just to see what would pop up. And, of course, it has nothing to do with this movie whatsoever. But I, I think some interesting titles, none the least. We've got The Girl Behind the Wall by Mandy Robotham. 
that one's almost 12 hours long. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to scroll down a little bit. Oh, here you go, Donnie. This, and this is an unabridged version of this book. It's The Single Woman. Life, Love, and a Dash of Sass. <laughs> by Mandy Hale. And that one's uh, just a little over three hours long, so it's a short listen. It sounds like the synopsis to Emmanuel Four as well. <laughs> Shit. Jesus. And let's see. Just scroll down a little further. Oh, here we go. Here we, the, Will, this one's for you, I think. Act of Passion. An Immortal Ops world novel. Psy Ops Immortal Ops Book Five. So, wow. That, that means there's at least five of these books. By Mason Lloyd. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, <laughs> who doesn't you've know? read one. <laughs> How could you not follow up with five, at least, you know, four more? And this looks like you, you thought it was too. done after three, but then four came. Yeah, it's, it's a little over six hours long, but like it looks like it's right up your alley because there's like a Fabio looking dude on the cover. So, Act of Passion. So, if you want to yes. listen to that, go download your free audiobook today by going to audibletrial.com slash bookshow. Again, it's audibletrial.com slash bookshow for your free audiobook. So, I'm going to hop back over to imdb.com. I'm going to type or a click. I don't like typing. I'm just going to click plot summary. See what pops up. And we got, we got a few here. I'm going to read a couple of them because like this one's a harder one to explain. I think um, the simple one is the enchanted lives of a couple in a secluded forest are brutally shattered by a nightmarish hippie cult and their demon biker henchmen propelling a man into a spiraling surreal rampage of vengeance. Here's the longer one. And this one was submitted by Nick Reganis. Over on IMDb, 1980s Shadow Mountains, secluded from the rest of the world. Quiet lumberjack Red Miller and Mandy Bloom, his gentle artist girlfriend, try to live a peaceful life in, a, in the bosom of a perpetually cold and gloomy forest. And then, the blissful couple has a fateful encounter with Jeremiah Sand, a drug-addled spiritual leader of the delusional Children of the New Dawn cult. As cruel misfortune leads to pain and sacrifice, the LSD-ridden biker gang of the Black Skulls robs Miller of his happiness, pushing him on the verge of insanity. Now Red's razor-sharp battle axe craves revenge, and no force on earth can stop them. But can blood appease the restless dead? Hmm? That's the question we're left with. Hmm? <laughs> that's, uh, the, uh, that's the only one? The only synopsis? or Oh, no, oh the, no, only, the question. only question. No, we got lots here. of questions, and we're about to... We're not going to give any answers, because, you know, we're not... Panos Cosmatos, but we can we can try our best, right, to answer some of these questions. I think you got to start right from the beginning of this, though, because they 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 set the mood pretty quick, you know, with the uh, not only the the first words that you see that pop up on the screen, but the opening uh, credits and the music and everything. So the first thing you see on the screen is the the quote: "When I die, bury me deep, lay two speakers at my feet, wrap some headphones around my head, and rock and roll me when I'm dead." Now, apparently. That is a quote from, I don't remember the guy's name because I saw it somewhere. That's a quote from like some dude like 15, 20 years ago that was on death row. Like he's about to be sentenced or, you know, they're about to carry out the sentence. He's about to be executed. And that was like his last quote and then told the warden to flip the switch. So that's what he said. So like I said, set in the mood, right? But real fully do they set the mood when, when they kick in with the King Crimson. Starless. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, that guy's name was Douglas Roberts. Douglas Roberts, that guy I'm you're sure, talking about. I'm that. sure he had done something horrible if they had to execute him, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, like I said, setting the mood properly. <laughs> but yeah, King Crimson, yeah. Starless, 
That's a perfect cut for this too. I mean, because yeah. really, really, that's kind of what this movie is. You know, it's just an LSD trip, right? It's like. <laughs> Yeah, it's what I, was, I was about to say, like, like when y'all were talking about answers and, and having questions and answers and all that thing, like, the, the, the main thing to keep in mind is an LSD-fueled nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> look, I've never been on acid or LSD, but this is about as close as I would imagine that it would be. If you're, uh, no comment. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the effects of these things, but from what I've been told, this is basically the effects of those things. So, yeah, I think that's really what you get here. Your biggest takeaway is that this movie is just one long trip. And not only that, this is what you're seeing when you're sober. Like if you're, I mean, can you imagine watching Jeez. this like while you're actually like God LSD tripping out of your, balls? Yeah, oh man, Jesus! This is like Absolutely. how people eat somebody's face off or something. You know, <laughs> this is bath salts <laughs> level type <laughs> shit. I do like the uh, you know we always joke about the credits or whatever, but uh, I, I did like the. Uh, I guess, what would you call those title cards that pop up a few times throughout where it says the shadow mountains, 1983 AD and, uh, children of the new dawn. It's like they have their own logo, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And then a little (laughs) bit later on, I think you finally get the Mandy title screen, by the way, I think that was 75 minutes into the movie. (laughs) Yeah. I I look, it's an hour and 15 minutes into the movie. Now that that's my first question is, do you think that the entire first hour and 15 minutes is the cold open? (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Like, is that just the setup to get to the real movie that takes place in the next 45 minutes? Because, I mean... It, I mean, that's one way of looking at it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, man, they took the long road to get here, brother. <laughs> and I think, you know, if you're going to have any criticisms of this, you know, I'll start it there by saying it takes a long time to get there. Like, yeah, it's, it's a long, slow burn setup to get to kind of what you came to see, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, oh yes, yeah. that's, that's uh, that, and that's typically something I struggle with. Is uh, you know, with my my attention pans, you know, basically sucks. Um, but yeah, I, I struggle with those slow burn uh, type movies. But you know, the payoff, holy shit! Yeah, I, that's that's my opinion. But like, it seems like I kind of remember that the first time I watched it. Like, man, what the fuck? You know, what is this is taking forever? You know, and then finally, like, oh, there we go. Yeah. I mean, it's, to call it a crawl is, is is undermining crawling. Yeah. Well, you know, it it. I will say as well too. It's not one you can kind of watch. I think you have to be watching this, you know, to to understand why it kind of drives him insane when if when you finally get there. I think you'll appreciate the payoff a little more, you know, which we're about to get into. I'm I'm sure here in just a few minutes. I think you'll appreciate that more if you're actually engaged in watching this and paying attention. Not something you can just have on the background while you're doing something else. Because that that could uh, make it last longer, you know, in my opinion. <laughs> like, if you're paying attention, you know, okay, I'm, I'm into it, you know. But if you're not, man, it could take you a minute. You know, before we get into all the all, all the goodness that happens, you know, in the last half of the film, this is probably a good place to, uh, you know, break and say we are a spoiler-filled podcast. So if you have not seen Mandy and you want to one day, hit pause now. Go check it out. I think it's still currently streaming on Shutter and probably some other ways. Or, of course, you can always go buy it on Blu-ray or DVD or whatever format it came out on digitally. But, yeah, go check it out. Then come back and listen to the rest of this because we are going to spoil it uh, from this pretty much from this point forward. Um, the Black Skulls gang that randomly get called by the horn of a... What is it? The horn of a Braxis? <laughs> My only note was they're basically Cenobites, right? <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is is yeah, this by, is this a by proxy Hellraiser movie that we just watched? <laughs> I mean, they it's really. The, what well, well, their actual yeah. origins were like? They took some basically. They took some bad LSD and became like fucking sadomasochist or something, right? They just they went nuts and went all uh, th- Thunderdome, right? Yeah, whatever that batch was, they said. I guess they were talking about whoever made it. All of the members of this cult became like gone forever. I mean, you know, mentally. Yeah. But the bikers, they gave it to in like full doses and they would drink like entire cups of the stuff. <laughs> so they, yeah, so I guess, you know, the way over the deep end from in comparison to the rest of the cult members. So they are, okay, wait a minute. So what you just said, they're a part of the cult of the New Dawn? Like they're a part of it? Well, they call them, they call them, I guess they're not part of, maybe not necessarily part of the cult, but they, they fed them this stuff. And they use them as needed, I guess, okay. by calling them okay. the horn or whatever. They kind of come to their <laughs> the and they the trade. They give them this a whole another batch of this, you know, super fueled LSD stuff, <laughs> and, so, and you know, and trade off for them doing whatever job they need them to do. So basically, Jeremiah Sand, who's the leader of this cult, sees Mandy just walking down the road, and then he becomes obsessed with her. So he basically calls on calls on these guys and and other and the rest of his cult to go kidnap her. So yep. they kidnap her and Red. And there, this is really long and drawn out. Like everything I'm explaining, like this takes a long time, right? If you're watching it, but Jeremiah, basically they, they drug her up real good. Now, what the hell was that? They stung her with in the neck. Like they take a scorpion or some shit or a wasp or something. It's some big ass, like, bug. They pull it it out of a jar of honey or whatever the fuck. I'm guessing that was some kind of LSD drug, right? They pull it out and then sting her on the neck. She's like, I call that the cherry on top. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so she's super drugged out to meet Jeremiah. And I assume he, what he's trying to do is like appear almost uh, in a godlike manner to her. So she will just do whatever he wants her to do. But instead she just starts laughing at him. <laughs> Essentially when he, when he whips his junk out, she just starts laughing. So of course that goes over well. So basically he, uh, they burn her to death. That's that's the summary of it. They mm. they take her out in a burlap sack while Red, you know her, uh, I, guess, I guess they're married, whatever they are, while Red watches, and they burn her to death in the in the sack, and uh, and be, meanwhile they have him tied up with like barbed wire, right? Like then they got it around his wrist yeah. and around his mouth. I mean, so they worked him over pretty well. Now he goes over there and like stabs him with a spear in the in the side, like all Jesus type, right? Like. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he does. A lot of uh, religious allegory stuff going on here. I'm sure for deeper minds than ours. I'm sure, of course. It's like, oh well, <laughs> what they're trying to represent is the uh, you see. Nah, we're, not, we're not that smart, but yeah, I, I can I can read that much, right? There's some there's some Jesus stuff going on here. So yeah, that's when Red gets out and or he escapes basically because they're just like, uh, we burned her, get in the car right away. <laughs> so red gets out and then like, he kind of goes through his grief. You know, that's basically what the next 15, 20 minutes of the movie are is him kind of settling his grief. There was a really good scene where he, he goes into the bathroom and just chugs vodka, like a whole bottle. And then he <laughs> it goes full Nicholas cage for a f- couple minutes there. Just the screaming of, you know, in the bathroom. You know, with vodka. And that's actually something else. Uh, I, had, I had read on the, that. Uh, he actually had a screaming coach. Do you need a screaming coach? I mean, it, it just seemed like 
seems a bit overboard, but this classic, is classic, classic cage. Yeah, I mean, I was just about to going... say, it seems overboard, but this is Nicolas Cage. Yeah. So it fits. It fits. Well, it is a metal movie. Yeah. So you have to learn how to scream. Yes. This is a very metal movie, is it not? Like, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. It's very, that's one of the aesthetics I like about it. It's not just, it's two, it covers two forms of music. I like, like metal and a synthwave. Even though it's not necessarily synthwave artist in here, it's a very synth driven soundtrack. And the whole, I don't know if you're familiar with the term outrun movie like Blade Runner, Drive, mm-hmm. that sort of aesthetic. It's, that's also, this is kind of seen as one of those types of uh, outrun movies. And the other kind of music you like, which is his own category all in of itself, King Crimson. Yes. Because they're kind of their own thing, right? It's like acid yeah. folk music or something. Yeah, I don't even know of, how to explain it. Yes, if you had to categorize it, it would be what? Uh, progressive rock. I mean, when it gets categorized. But I mean, progressive rock is a very Some, loose term for something experimental like hard rock and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, the, all the many labels that we slap on stuff. But this is one you can't. I think there was one part here that you see in, in Nicolas Cage's grief that you can't label this. The randomly <laughs> thrown in what the fuck commercial, the Cheddar Goblin commercial. Cheddar <laughs> Goblin, yeah. <laughs> like it eats all the. It, it's like a Kraft macaroni and cheese type commercial, right? Except he's he's eating the Cheddar Goblin oh. macaroni. Yeah, the way I see it, too, is kind of like it's a Kraft Macaroni and Cheese commercial. If you happen to be on a head full of acid and we're watching a yeah. Kraft Macaroni and Cheese commercial, this might be what you would see. Which really I think we found a uh, new divider for the podcast. What's that? Brought to you this. by... Brought, <laughs> brought to you by Cheddar Goblin. <laughs> oh, also that movie, by the way. You know the movie that Mandy and Red were watching before all this stuff started happening? Yeah. Yeah, they're watching this 80s-looking movie or whatever. That's a movie. That's an actual movie called Night Beast that we damn well get to get to on the show at some point. I think it's <laughs> which, on the VHS Video Vortex wheel, but I might say, have to choose you, it. Which you will see on Video Vortex very soon, I'm sure. <laughs> if only we didn't have <laughs> well, 8,000 <laughs> If we only didn't have 8,000 movie titles on that Video Vortex wheel, we might get to it at some point or another. Maybe we'll that's have, why I'm, I'm gonna have to... If it doesn't get chosen in the next year or two... <laughs> Maybe occasionally, maybe occasionally, we just have to circumvent the wheel, you know, so to speak, and just pick something at random like that. To, um, but yeah, this cheddar goblin thing—it's hilarious. It really—I think it kind of took on a life of its own in a way too. Like it kind of became one of those things that people took out of this movie, and like you see it, you know, you see memes of it and and whatnot on the internet. And did you notice too when they went to uh, when Red goes to Crothers' trailer, there was a box of cheddar goblins sitting up on the shelf. Like he's just talking oh. to him, but there was a box of cheddar <laughs> goblins sitting up there. I love that he like eats up all the macaroni and then just vomits it all over the all over the kids. <laughs> and then he like slowly rises out of it like yeah. a, a demon. <laughs> it really makes you think. Kind of like, reminds me something out of like uh like well the gremlins or, or critters or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's definitely a an ode or a nod to ghoulies and grim uh gremlins and. Um, critters and stuff like that, right? From oh, there's uh, a, I could I watched this movie twice now. I could watch it two or three, four more times to probably not catch all the nods to various '80s related things, or not just '80s, but I mean, you know, you got the Manson connection with the cult leader and the rest of the cult, LSD fueled. He was also a, <laughs> I don't know if you call him a failed. Right? He 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 fancies himself a singer, right, or yeah. whatever. And Manson was also like a musician Manson. or whatever. Yeah. There's a lot of ties to that. And then there's the, uh, what was the other uh. Well, the Night Beast movie, the I mean, just a ton of references that 
are not very not all of them are surface level. A lot of a lot of under the uh yeah but the underground. I, I think they nailed it. the uh, aesthetic of like this is supposed to be 1983. But even beyond that, yeah. there's lots of 70s and early 80s references to a lot of things here that are clearly a nod and dare you say a love letter to some of these things because you know so, sometimes that's kind of what they're you know aiming for and I think that's clearly what he was going for here. Yeah. So, uh, did y'all catch the uh, Highlander reference? I, uh, which I, was uh, I may have missed that one right away. Yeah, uh, was it better? better uh, was it better to burn out than fade away? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did hear that. Now I think about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah except it, like he said it before he got to say it all, right? Like, yeah, before, they, yeah, that's I think scene, he ended yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he got all that quote out. Um, yeah, quite. Uh, yeah, it's better to burn out than the, than the <laughs> And then the mouthful of blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, then he he makes the battle axe, which that was cool. You know, we talked about it like looking like the F from Celtic Frost or whatever. But like, that was a cool weapon that I feel like he didn't use as much as I thought he would. You know, like, he he definitely used it a few times, right? Like, obviously, you know, you saw enough. But like, uh, I was thinking like this is going to be the one where he takes them all out with this just this one weapon. But no, he he had other methods. <laughs> but yeah, I think this is where a lot of the heavy metal that right there that point where red goes to get his revenge. This is the point, right? Like he goes and visits, visits Carruthers, get Carruthers gets his crossbow. Um, yeah. Makes that battle axe and everything. Now this is where the movie takes off from this point <laughs> forward. This is like, all right, here we go. Very, very metal. Yeah. Then it doesn't let up pretty much from that point. No, not much. I mean, there might be s- small lulls, <laughs> but for, for the most part, no, it's, it's, it's pedal to the metal from this point forward. Literally, pedal to the metal because the first guy the first you know so he goes to take out the bikers first the first guy that he takes out he uh takes him out with the crossbow or no he he shoots him with the crossbow right that doesn't kill the guy so then he nails him with a car and then the, he hit him so hard the car flipped <laughs> like he flipped off the guy and then but he's able to get captured now i'm pretty sure he killed the guy but i could be wrong there right like the guy that he hit there did he kill him or was it one of the ones that pops up and then he gets here in a minute I don't remember, but mm. I think, I think there's he only three, there. right? I'm pretty sure there's only three bikers. Three or four. I didn't remember the count, and that's where it kind of threw me off a little bit. Yeah, because I don't know if they ever really did get back to that guy. Or, you know, if he did live, they didn't really show that he got up and, like, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. No, I think he's dead. Yeah, that's what I think, yeah. too. I think that took him out, and then there was three others. So I think it was four, but really, you know, you, you get plenty of uh, uh, violence here, so it doesn't matter what the uh, the, the final number was. The next guy he takes out stabs, uh, stabs this guy in the neck, and then you get the crazy Nick Cage like he's getting bled in his face. Like, these types of movies, <laughs> these types of movies, there's mm-hmm. always that scene, is there not? Where a guy's like laughing or something. It's almost like the Fight Club thing, right? Where like somebody's just bleeding all over him, you know? So you yeah, they're just the, loving it. Yeah, just blah, just <laughs> basically drinking blood, man. Like he gets doused, <laughs> he gets doused in it from stabbing this dude in the neck. Oh, I I love the next guy though, when he's confronting him or whatever, and uh, he yells out, "You ripped my shirt! <laughs> <laughs> my shirt! You ripped my shirt!" And then leans over and and just snorts like a fucking handful of cocaine, just, just picks it up and just <sighs> yeah, like like Nicholas Cage needs that right, or even if this character needs that. He's already wired up, and then he goes and just snorts like a mountain of cocaine. 
And then at, was it after that where he he takes uh, where he you know sips yep. some of the uh, LSD? Yeah, the, I call it, I call it the super <laughs> LSD, whatever the hell that was. He's just like he, he didn't even drink it, right? He just kind of like looks at the jar. Hey. What is this? And like puts a little bit on the tip of his tongue, and all of a sudden just <laughs> into the abyss. <laughs> so this is some crazy shit, right? Yeah, and then there, I think it was the same stuff. Well, obviously it was the same stuff that uh, uh, at the beginning. Yeah, uh, or roughly yeah, at the beginning, <laughs> I was just fucking yeah. drinking it. Yeah, Jeez. yeah, that, that was one of the the biker gang or whatever. Yeah, they were they were totally <laughs> wired on this stuff. Uh, but the last biker that he takes out, he sends a cross crossbow bolt through the guy's neck, and he just pulls it out and doesn't even like it. Basically, just doesn't phase him. Right, he just pulls it up, meh, and then throws it down. <laughs> and he, you can still yeah, you can see him like. Yeah. His, just and as he's just standing there, as he's out. just standing there, staring at a car that's on fire, like I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> it's like he's trying to figure it out, right? <laughs> so Red goes over there and uh, lops his head off. <laughs> well, I think he does it with the axe, right? Doesn't matter how, but I think he does it with the axe. Lops the dude's head off and then lights a cigarette. Like there's a cigarette on the ground, picks it up, <laughs> lights the cigarette off the dude's decapitated head. So yeah, they got because I mean, was it they they were fighting and then. Um... Uh, the guy basically kicks him up against the car and is, he, you know, gets set on fire and then he, yeah. then he de- deca- decapitates him. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about he's on fire. <laughs> yeah. Decapitates him, <laughs> then lights a cigarette on his lit up decapitated head. All things I thought so, I'd be saying today. <laughs> that was great. Man. So in the small role that Richard Brake had, he's the chemist. So he goes and visits the chemist and for some reason the chemist has a lion. <laughs> Oh, it's a tiger. Uh, whatever. Okay, I'm sorry. A tiger. Well, supposed to be. Originally a, <laughs> Maybe it's originally, a liger. Yeah, he's got a liger. What's that smell? It was originally supposed to be a lizard. Well, I think they chose better. Well, they chose better, but they didn't tell the actor, I don't think. I was reading somewhere where it was, <laughs> originally in the script it was a lizard, and then the guy gets on set and he goes, oh, by the way, Cosmetos is like, by the way, we changed it to a tiger. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the only disappointment I had with that was like, that's so like, what the fuck? But... I was only disappointed because it didn't really come back again, right? Like, you're, you're <laughs> yeah. always expecting, like, all right, yeah, so no, it's just dead. there. Somebody's going to get killed and mauled by this tiger, but it never really plays a part again, right? No, no, it played a perfect part right there at the very end where it made an uh, a 80s movie logo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did y'all think of the animated Mandy dream se- sequences that kind of randomly pop up? Well, like, when. <laughs> It's like when he's out of it or whatever, all of a sudden it just turns into a Freaking cartoon for a <laughs> cartoon acid trips. Um, yeah. Part of me was wondering, is this, uh, is this heavy metal live action? <laughs> There's a lot of elements of that here. You know, I think really the question is, is this just one long acid trip? And I don't mean it like in the sense like, Oh, you know, that's what they were trying to go for. Like the story that they're telling here is, is it him or someone else just on, on LSD and this is like their fucking like their trip, you know, because even the way I know skipping ahead a little bit here, but even the way it ends with the, the fantastical landscape and everything like, right. Like <laughs> this is almost like just a trip, the whole thing or what I would imagine would be a trip. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could see that from, I guess like, well, from the cult member side, like, cause they were taking the stuff that was super high powered and they've already gone off the deep end. Like, I guess like, uh, What's his name from the original Pink Floyd? 
Oh, Lord. You uh, know, Doc, yeah, uh, Roger. Oh, Sid Barrett? Sid Barrett. Sid Barrett. Yeah. Sid Barrett. Yeah, something like that, where they took so much or some high-powered stuff that they've already, they're gone, and that, that this is their world now. So, But what they're necessarily seeing isn't, like, left up to the viewers. It's just some fever pitch LSD vision, or is it, like, actual fantasy stuff going on in it? So, yeah. I guess, again, like, like they do these days, they kind of leave it up to the viewer to, I guess, make their mind up about that. So he, he basically goes to the chemist to find out where the cult is. So he tells him, of course. And he goes there and just starts taking them out one by one. First off, he, he kills Brother Swan with his axe, stabbed through the mouth. That was this, awesome. This is where he's trying to tell the the quote that you were just mentioning a minute ago and then doesn't quite get it out as he's, yep. as he's eating the axe through the base of his skull, pretty much, <laughs> from the mouth. <laughs> Brother Hanker, he just threw he just threw the axe at him. He just hooked it and then it stuck into his head, so he's out. Then there's the big chainsaw battle with with uh, Brother Klopek, I believe it was. Yeah, with the guy, and that chainsaw is bigger than a uh, Leatherface's chainsaw in part. It was a part three where he had that giant Excalibur chainsaw thing. Well, that yeah, <laughs> Th- this chainsaw was so big it has to be imaginary, like yeah. Does a chainsaw of this size even actually exist? I don't know, but this was fucking massive. I mean, it wouldn't be like this. I mean, I'm sure there are some with big-ass blades and things that they need to cut yeah. down some of these big-ass trees. For, but it is not going to look like this super skinny, you know, standard-style chainsaw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I do love the, uh, like, Nicolas Cage has the axe, but he sees the chainsaw. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, clearly you can you see the gears turning. Like, yeah, I'm going to fuck this dude up with the chainsaw. He's over there struggling to, like, get it revved up. <laughs> and then this dude pulls out a fucking chainsaw that's like, Eight foot long. <laughs> it's a big <laughs> chainsaw. <laughs> I like that though. Of course, a movie yeah. like this had to have a chainsaw battle, right? Like this off the chain violence that's going on. Like, well, we need to throw a chainsaw sword fight into the middle of this, and it ends with him just la- landing on the chainsaw. Right? <laughs> that was great. Yeah. He goes down into the church, you know, where the basically where Jeremiah Sand is. And he decapitates Mother Marlene. She's she's basically like, uh, I I am a what did he say? So I've been described as a a wonderful lover, sensual, some bullshit. She's trying to sell him on, and you don't see it happen. But then all of a sudden, her head flies into the room where Jeremiah <laughs> is. So yeah, he he's he clearly ignored her and just fucking killed her. But then right, I mean, this has got to be the you know. There's a lot of awesome scenes here, but I think this is probably the best. Spoiler alert for a little bit later on. Red, 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 red crushes Jeremiah's head with his bare hands. He's just, <laughs> by the way, that that's their selling point for all these people that are begging for their life. I'll suck your dick. You know, <laughs> I think he just outright says it, right? <laughs> he goes full MacGruber. I'll suck your was that, dick. Was that a minister society quote? No. <laughs> And then, like, didn't he, like, he goes kind of full LSD, Red does, like, I am your god now, or something, and (laughs) just crushes his head like a grape. (laughs) Then he burns down the church, drives away, and now he sees Mandy in the car sitting next to him, and now, like, it just ends with a, it pulls back, and there's a fantasy landscape. Like, it's like he's literally driving out of the, you know, a fucking Mordor or some shit, you know, it's like. (laughs) <laughs> that's where I'm like, is this an acid trip? This whole thing? Was this all just in this dude's head and he just fucking killed a bunch of people? Who knows? But that's the way it ends. And I, I do love as well that there's no music during the credits. 
Sometimes it's, oh, the, yeah. it's the little things like that, you know, to really, it kind of adds a, a level to the unsettleness of it. You yeah. Know? It's like, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. It really and is. Like, it's you, like you're left see. alone in your own thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, Jesus. That's a good touch. It's a good touch, you know, with the no music. But then it does end at the very end. You see some of Mandy's sketches. There might've been some scratching or some noise or something going on, but you see some of the sketches that she was making early in her movie and that's how it ends. So, there you go, Mandy from 2018. I think uh, it's a pretty good pull, if nothing else. Interesting pull from the professor there. So, Smoke, since you brought it to the table, I, I guess we'll let you go first. What are your thoughts and what's your star rating? And then, like I said earlier, I was like, well, maybe I'll hold off on Beyond the Black Rainbow and I'll choose Mandy. But second thought now, I'm like, maybe I should have went with Beyond the Black Rainbow to prime to get y'all primed for this movie because Beyond the Black Rainbow is that same sort of. It doesn't, you know, it's not as crazy as Mandy as far as the action scenes. Uh, but it does have that psychedelic, very much fueled like that, you know, that style. It's set in 18, 1983, too, which is odd. <laughs> but it is very much a slow burn. So if you thought this movie was a slow burn in the beginning, that movie is a slow burn most of the way through. But it's very visual. It's very, you know, it's it looks great. It sounds great. It's got a it's got a cool storyline, but it's it is slow going. But I mean, at some point, maybe on Cold Corner, like I said, I'll put it on the wheel for that. But, uh, but yeah, Mandy. I, having seen Beyond the Black Rainbow and really Beyond the Black Rainbow and really enjoying it, I was ready for Mandy when it came out, and uh, it didn't disappoint me. It, it, it he carried it. I think he progressed as a filmmaker from taking that style that he had in Beyond the Black Rainbow, but then adding Nicolas Cage and all these other great actors that you know he had. He, you know he had some clout when he made the uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow, even though it didn't have anybody known in it. He made a name for himself, and it allowed him to get a bigger budget for this movie and to get some name actors cult actors and whatnot so uh i think he progressed from the first movie to this one really well so it's right up my alley as far as like you said the, the me- it's very metal type movie it's uh, also synth driven synth wave outrun kind of people into that will enjoy this movie if you've never seen it all those references just the general look of the movie the cinematography soundtrack all of that i, I just love it and i liked it better this time around than when i saw it the first time so uh i think i'm, I'm gonna go with a solid four stars for me all right, Will, what do you have to say? <laughs> uh, first off, I want to apologize, uh, Smoke. <laughs> uh oh. Uh, I was I was just not a fan of this one, like pretty much at all. <laughs> not not so much it that you hate. Like... Not not so much that you hate Smoke for having you watch it, right? I mean, just... <laughs> uh. <laughs> Just go ahead and put all the truth out there. I think I texted Josh uh, about halfway through the movie, and I was like, is this a crapster piece? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It, for me, like, there, there are certain movies that is a slow burn, but, you know, it, it kind of keeps you up with, like, pacing and, and whatnot. And for me, man, this did not have that. Uh, you know, I think we've done movies before where, you know, it's had that long drawn out like slow zoom that goes on for like 10 15 seconds yeah not a fan uh i did like you know some of the action towards the end but by then i was just so against the movie uh so <laughs> man <laughs> i hate to do it man i'm gonna give it a one and a half oh <laughs> this this might be the new suspiria <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, the other thing I was going to say is that this movie uh, that I forgot about mentioning is this movie it has a very European feel to it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> in, in the fact of it's like sort of a, 
not totally incoherent, but just not really carried. To, I mean, it develops a plot, but it's not, it's not, you know, it's not point A, point B, point C. Kind of, because of the LSD fuel part aspect of it or whatever, I think it, like you said, it takes its time. It meanders here and there, and then it, it, it goes in all kinds of other crazy places. Well, <laughs> and, and, but it doesn't maybe the European field. But. And, and maybe that's my, my problem is uh, you're talking to somebody that's never done uh, legal drugs. or <laughs> Maybe I just don't have that in me. Yeah. Next, next, the next time we get together, yes. we're gonna rest and watch man. <laughs> yeah. uh, so come, we're gonna come, smoke pot. No, we're gonna do hardcore, crazy ass <laughs> LSD. So come episode two hundred next year, the heroin episode. <laughs> Donnie, what do you think? Oh man, this. I mean, just you know. I've, I've already, I've already talked about, you know, the, um, I, how I struggle with, uh, you know, slow burns like, like this. Uh, but you know, as far as the visuals, this is fucking madness. Um, but you know, like, like I mentioned, um, the payoff is well worth it. Uh, in my opinion, um, great kills, just love the, uh, the look, the, uh, like smoke said, the cinematography, um, I'm pretty close to his rating, but uh, really, just it it just takes a damn long uh, to uh, to get to the point. Um, so that that does ding it a little bit for me. I'm, I'm going to go uh, three and three quarter. I think I agree and disagree. I, I don't agree with Will. I'm not on that side of it, you know. But I can see where the complaints are. Like something like this, it has such a slow burn that we talked about that I could see where it would turn you off, or you know. I'll be like, man, I'm done with this. And, you know, even though the payoffs are pretty good, like I, j- I checked out so long ago that like, you know, I'm beyond caring at this point. So I could get that. That being said, I mean, I, I think that, you know, if man, if they did cut out just about 30 minutes of that shit, got to it just a little bit quicker. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think no. I, I'd be up there like, you know, four plus stars. Like this would be very high on my scale. But I think where it sits now on my scale, you know, uh, I'm pretty close. I'm I'm going to say... I'm going to say three and a quarter. Uh, it's definitely one, I, like I said, I've seen before uh, and smoke. Uh, honestly, like you, I probably kind of enjoyed it a little bit more this time. And, may, and maybe that's probably because I knew what to expect this time. You know, like last right. time, last time it's like, all right, well, you know, kind of like Will just said, you know, that slow burn kind of took you out of it a little bit, but once you get there, it pays off. But I, I think I appreciated it more a little bit this time. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's really well done. The The, the look of it is awesome. And I'm probably bumping it up another, you know, half a star at least just on the look and that last 45 minutes mm. or so alone, you know, like yeah. if if you didn't have that payoff and you didn't have the look, uh, I don't know. I might be down there in will territory, you know, but <laughs> I, but I think it, it, you know, you get what you want out of it in the end. So for that, I'm going to go three and a quarter. Connections from the crates. There you go. Spit it out. Yep. All right. (laughs) We've got uh, Nicolas Cage on the cast side. Dates back to The Wicker Man. (laughs) And Richard Brake, uh, who played the chemist, dates back to when we did uh, Three from Hell. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's the cast side, the crew side. We've got um, um, Kevin Carter, who is a makeup effects. uh, He specializes in contact lens. he dates back to when we covered uh, It Chapter 2, 
Black Friday, uh, Bruce Campbell's Black Friday, um, Hellraiser 6, and Evil Dead from 2013. Well, Kill. 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 You, you sure you want me to do this? I mean, <laughs> look, I mean, just because you didn't enjoy it doesn't mean you can't, you know, throw, throw facts out. Oh no! I just meant the fact that I haven't been here in five years. Oh yeah, well, um, <laughs> it's still it's still your job. <laughs> All right. Well, we got a uh, brother Lewis who got dragged away. Uh, you know, uh, blood for blood. Hmm. Uh, then we got a uh, Mandy who was burned to death. By the way, I, I pulled these, and and you'll see why I'm telling you this here in a second. I pulled these off of fandom. Okay. Uh, for their uh, wiki deaths. Because obviously I wouldn't have come up with some of these names. Uh, we got scabs. Uh, <laughs> because I didn't care when they died, so why would I remember their name? <laughs> scabs uh, rammed uh, by Red with a van. Got the uh, unnamed woman who was uh, was killed off screen, but you can see her body. And the same with the man who was, according to this, anus flayed. <laughs> Jesus. You know, I do recall, I remember like Red looking over and like seeing something like fucked up in the room, but I didn't dwell on it. Yeah, according to this, it was anus flayed. Okay, yeah, well, I heard you the first time, but that's rough. (laughs) That is rough. All right, uh, again, according to this, we had uh, Fuck Pig, Mm -hmm. who got his throat slashed. (laughs) I really wish I would have sat there and watched the credits just to see if they actually named this. Probably. (laughs) And we got a sis who got her uh, neck snapped. Mm. Uh, Scratch, who was set on fire and then decapitated. Some of these names. (laughs) Good old sis Um, and fuck pig and (laughs) Scratch. Uh, Brother Swan was impaled in the mouth. See, Brother Hanker uh, was killed when Red threw the beast into his head. Brother Klopex, chain wrapped around his neck and thrown to the ground and then the chainsaw uh, chopped up his head mother marlene uh, didn't get taken up on her uh sensual love making and had her head chopped off <laughs> and then uh jeremiah uh, got a skull crushed by red that's a it's a good rundown which it it, it it obviously leads us to let's talk about the kill reel i like kill so, like, when we're running through all the kills, and I was listening to Will go through them all in grand detail there, at first I was kind of thinking, you know what, uh, Brother Swan catching it with that, the blade of that axe through the mouth was, you know, fucking gnarly, right? But then I was mm-hmm. like, no, wait a minute. Then there was Jeremiah Sand getting his head crushed. So that's the one. That's, oh. that's the one. I'm going with that. It's, it's the one that you see, but... I just want to remind you of the anus flay. <laughs> well, maybe if I had seen that, I might go that way, but I didn't. So I look. Look, I'm not really arguing you. I just wanted to say anus flay. Yeah, okay, all right. That's the fourth time. We're good. I'm going with uh, Jeremiah getting his old head crushed like a like a plum. There, I think that's the that's the highlight kill. So smoke. Gore score. Uh, yeah, we got a we got another juicy one. <laughs> In fact, I don't know what the count the tally is here, but I think I'm gonna 
got to go with a 10 on By the way, I didn't say 13. Okay, there you go. <laughs> you got so keyed up on the... Uh, yeah, 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 there's the fifth time. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue. What was that? Slip the tongue? It just rolls off the tongue. Oh, yeah, it does. It rolls off the tongue. Well, if I had a nickel for every time. You thought of the anal thing? Yeah, I'd have a quarter. No. No, come on. <laughs> gore score. Uh, okay. Where was that? Oh, yeah, the gore score, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going with 10 on it. It's pretty brutal. And the scenes that are, I mean, yeah. it's not stained from beginning to end, but the scenes that are there, like the you know the spiking through the mouth of the end of the act, and the, uh, you know, Jeremiah's head squish and, Decapitation of uh, I can't remember her name now, but the one right, the killed right before Jeremiah, oh, the, uh, Mother Marlene. You know, yeah, and uh, I mean, you had Andy getting burned up, which is messed up. I mean, just the whole movie has got stuff spread out through it. It's just some really, really uh, just over the top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the tally is if we have a tally for the, but we'll have to do that. We'll have to we'll write the uh, the top. I don't know how many I've given ten to. Not a whole lot, I don't think. No, not many. Yeah, I, I don't have the whole list compiled, but yeah, it's not many. I guess we'll leave Mandy there. Now, our, our consensus rating at, at the end of all of it was a little over three stars, 3.1 stars. So, Will, <laughs> you brought down the curve. But, uh, yeah, I think <laughs> overall we recommend you check it out. Just know that it does have a slow burn for that first hour or so. But then after that, it, it does pick up. So you're going to have to get through that. I think once you get through that, you're going to enjoy it. But... We'll leave it there for now because we're moving onward and upward. Next week, we've got our latest Colt Corner episode, and we're going to be watching This is Spinal Tap. I, I don't think it's hyperbole to say, like, you know, a, a lot of people's favorites, one, one of the favorite comedies of the 80s, right? This came out in 1984. I'll read you the one-sentence synopsis over from IMDb. Spinal Tap, one of England's loudest bands, is chronicled by film director Marty DeBerge, on what proves to be a fateful tour. So, yeah, it, it's a classic. Uh, we'll get into our thoughts on that next week. And then just remember that we've got a lot coming up here pretty soon. At the end of the month, on September 25th, we're going to be starting off, quote-unquote, spooky season, right? You know, we're, we're kind of starting we're starting the, Hallow- the month of October and Halloween season about a week early. Uh, we're going to be watching Nightmare on Elm Street, the original. Oh, yeah. The original. So we're finally going to be diving into some big ones. And we're going to have further announcements along the way here of some other big titles that we've got lined up for the month of October. We're going to, have, we're going to kick off the phone with Nightmare on Elm Street. But we just want to remind you before we let you go here, this Wednesday night, September 13th, uh, probably at 9 p.m. over on our YouTube channel, we're going to be doing a live stream for the third annual Spook Show Awards. Um, more than likely, Will won't be able to join us, I would imagine. So it'll just be myself... Donnie and the Professor Smoke uh, handing out the awards. We're, we're handing out the spookies. So th- this is, and this is mostly focused on, you know, we don't want to give the wrong impression of what we're, the, the Spook Show Awards is about. It's focused on what we've done here on the podcast over the past calendar year. So it's not like we're giving best movie of 2023, stuff like that. This is like our favorite movie, our least favorite movie, uh, a couple new, uh, ca- a couple new categories, yeah. stuff like that. Right. So, We'll be doing that live on our YouTube channel this Wednesday night, September 13th at 9 p.m. So you want to go make sure you hop over to aaspookshow.com, find our YouTube channel, 
you can just look up All American Spook Show over on YouTube and you should be able to find us. So, but you just want to make sure if you want to join us live and be able to kind of interact with us and talk with us and ask questions and tell Will to fuck off since he's not there, stuff like that, that's your opportunity to do it. Wait, so, what? Yeah. So, Wednesday night, YouTube channel. And don't forget to come back next week for our latest cult corner. This is Spinal Tap. So, for Will, Donnie, Professor Smoke, I'm Josh. We all are All American Spook Show. I know I said that weird, but you know what we are. <laughs> and I'll leave it there. We'll talk to you next week.